Welcome to the Apostolic Review. On today's episode, we have the incomparable book mentor, Pastor Tony Mancino. We hope you enjoy the next few minutes of insight from this anointed man of God and that you benefit from his unique calling. Welcome in, everyone. Thank you for listening in to today's episode. I'm thankful and very excited to be talking with Pastor Tony Mancino. On Twitter, he is known as the Book Mentor. So welcome. Welcome, Pastor. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. There's, there's a lot of things. There's so many things that we want to get to. But first, let me say, your status on Twitter is somewhat legendary. By that, I mean, personally, I get questions. Who is Tony Mancino? Who is the book mentor? My wife says this is the equivalent of asking, who is John Galt? So today, we want to take some time and get to know the book mentor. So let's start. Let's start here um, with um, where are you currently pastoring and how long have you been serving there? Okay, well, before I answer that, uh, let me go a little further back. Um, I came in under the ministry of Brother Terry Black in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And then Mm -hmm. after him, uh, who is also my current pastor and father-in-law, Edward Goddard. And then from Vancouver, we went over to New Brunswick, uh, where we uh, served in the church, uh, which my father-in-law pastored. And then we worked in home missions for about seven years and then came over to Pittsburgh in 2005 and have been since pastoring Calvary Apostolic Church. Wonderful, wonderful group of people who love us and whom we love dearly. So very thankful to God for what he has done. Excellent. Well, you know, you post you post a lot on um, Twitter, you know, a lot about books. People really, really uh, enjoy all the resources that you provide. It's really a blessing to the apostolic community and your, you being a leader in the apostolic review. It's just a blessing, but it's also, it's also very nice to see uh, you include your family. You uh, uh, post a lot of pictures of your, uh, your children and, and grandchildren. So take some time, um, Pastor. Tell us a little bit about your family today. Well, I do. I, I do love my family. Uh, been married uh, to my wife, Lorraine, for 34 years coming this October. We did marry in Vancouver. Um, and we've had uh, two daughters, uh, Shalana, our oldest. Uh, she's married to James and has given us four grandchildren, Malachi, Adeline, Antonio, and Sebastian. And our youngest daughter, Adina, is married to Caleb, and they've given us Nolan. Uh, both are in the church. Um, Shauna attends uh, Brother Chantry Dean's, and uh, Adina Caleb attend... Uh, Brother Trimble's church in St. Louis, both great men of God, both great churches, and I'm very thankful uh, for family in the church, working in the church, doing kingdom business. Very uh, happy for that. Proud of our, proud of our children and grandchildren. Amen. Wonderful. So, uh, thank you for sharing that. You've you've. Um, 
with all the, the, the posts that you make about books, content, resources, your family, you know, it's just a, a, a great mix. But also, you, uh, you've been giving away books, and this has been well documented lately um, by, by Twitter. Uh, but from what I understand, what we've, we've talked about in previous conversation, you've been doing this for an extensive amount of time. And I have, I have um, some that ask me about this. And, and the conversation with my friends and those that I know usually starts with, who is this guy? And where does he get all of these books? So if you would, you know, just for a moment, take some time to uh, give us a little background of how all this uh, started for you. Yeah, that's somewhat of a hard question. Uh, I think that I've always kind of found myself surrounded by books. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and very, very early in my uh, Christian experience, um, there were books and I gravitated towards them. Yeah. And uh, and then sometime after that uh, came about what I'm doing now in uh, sharing those books with others. I um, I um, I love books and uh, I it in, I enjoy uh, passing on that love of books uh, mm. to others um, and I, I really don't know how to answer that question um, fully. It's just, yeah. uh, I think I've always been around books and, sure. and, and therefore the getting and the giving of the books has become uh, second nature to me. Wow. That's, that, I mean, I, I could totally see that um, in your pattern, you know, um, those that pay tribute to you and thank you for um, this ongoing um, gifting that you do. Do you, I'm just, I didn't have this in my notes, but I, we do have, how long have you been doing this? Do you remember like the first time you took a book and you packaged it up and said, I'm going to send it to this, this pastor? Well, when I first began doing it, I, I didn't, I didn't use mail. Um, uh-huh. I pretty much, uh, did it with those who were present with me. Uh, so it, it would be more of a handoff than, a a mailing um, and I can't remember exactly uh, what the first book was or who the first recipient was uh, I do remember very early on uh, giving away the a complete uh, pulpit commentary 26 volumes Whoa. and uh, and I don't know if I were to uh, put a number as to all of the books that uh, I have that have gone from my library to everybody else's library uh, it, it's yeah. it, it's in the thousands uh, yeah. it's in the thousands and as far as recipients perhaps hundreds so wow. uh, it, it, it's been a long time but it's it's been a, a good long time well I was I, I talked to pastor Rakamani about this in, in referencing you, I, I feel like you're somewhat starting a, a, a ministry that I, I, I see multiplying. At least I, I know I see it multiplying my own life. You know, we, my wife and I love books. We love collecting books. Uh, we're blessed to have several shelves in our home and in multiple rooms. Um, so we're always gathering, but we do get to a point that we, we, we want to send somebody something. And I've, I've, I've done this um, because of how much of a blessing it's been to me of what 
of what you've done. And then I've noticed other in our um, uh, community, in the Absolute Review community, that are doing the same thing. You know, I've got a book arriving this week from a brother who who wanted to send me a book. And I mean, it's really it's really such a blessing. So we we commend you for this, and we're, we thank God for this. And there really is a a spiritual blessing to it. You know, I, you and I have talked about this before. We're we're in this age now, and we're thankful for technology. I really am. In a lot of ways, I'm thankful Likewise. for technology for um, you know for streaming and all these different venues and avenues of communication. But as most people understand and know. Sometimes that takes away the personal touch. Sometimes the personal touch is lost, and I don't know. It 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 it, it it's like a new thing. It's almost like you're starting a new thing, but it's using an old uh, path, you know, by using you know written literature rather than sending eBooks, which you do that as well. But getting something in the mail with with just a little note, you know, I mean, you probably didn't even think much about it, but you know, one of the very first. Uh, set of books or, or, or a couple books that you sent me, you just wrote blessings to your family, you know, and you signed it. And I actually have that on display in my house because it's an encouragement to be thought of, to be, you know, considered. And so I know that, I know that that's provided as well. So, you know, this is such a blessing. I mean, this is just a real blessing um, to those that, that, are, that are benefiting from this. And you've done this, and it's not cheap. I know that it's not cheap. I, I see the postage mark myself, and uh, shipping can be costly. And you you feel so directed to do this. So the next question that I have for you is, what's the process? What's the process for you that leads to sending a book or books um, to someone? Well, you know, uh, the key for me uh, is that I, I truly do see this as a ministry. Uh, I'm not just giving away books. Uh, and, and the books that uh, I, I do send, uh, the majority of them have come from my library, um, uh, perhaps a, a double or, or, or something that I grab an extra of um, mm-hmm. that I feel is going to be beneficial to someone else. Um, so, but the, again, the key is that I, I truly do view it as a ministry, and therefore, it, it's not so much a cost. Uh, I don't see it as a cost. I don't. I don't think mm. of it as such. Uh, for me, it really is. It, it's a ministry in which I can make an investment sure. in someone else's ministry, um, and, and that's what kind of keeps it going. Uh, you know. Um, you know, in a sense, I'm fulfilling an obligation to my wife by uh, can, making my library smaller and giving away books. But, yes, I see uh, it. It's, it's much, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's much, much beyond that. I really do uh, view it as a ministry and uh, an investment in uh, others' ministry. And one thing about the giving away of the books, I find it that it's, um, for me, uh, it's best that I choose you rather than asking. Uh, you know, I have had many individuals ask for books, and I've been sure. able to do it and, and sometimes not do it for no, for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some are still waiting. Um, yeah. but, but I do find that when I, I choose that person 
to, to, yes. to receive books, then, then it really gives me more of a focus and I'm able not just to fill up a box with any kind of books or just books that I don't want. Uh, I do try, uh, do truly try to uh, put in books that are uh, essential to the core of that ministry the individuals involved in. Uh, like yourself, I know you're involved in men's ministry. Yes. And so if I come across something that, uh, in my estimation, is going to be beneficial to that, I'm going to throw that sure. inside a box or, or, or a mailer and send it your way. So the big thing is that it's, it, for me, it really truly is about ministry and therefore cost is secondary. That's not to say that I am rich by any stretch of the imagination. Sure. It's just that ministry kind of takes care of itself. So. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. I, a couple of things that I just want to double back on with you. Um, I mean, I love the preciseness. I love the series. You know, I love I love how you have provided um, just the difference. It's not just loading up books like you're like a yard sale. Yeah. You know, it's not just like you're just taking them down to the Goodwill. I mean, you really you really are precise. You know, and I find that like I I watch other people's uh, posts that receive from you, and I realize that there's a precise nature of which it's which it comes about. And you, you talked about that with, with, with me, you know, with my wife and some of these subjects. You just, you really have a gift, uh, Pastor, um, of, of being spiritually directed um, in that. And I think that's, I think that's fantastic because, um, and I love, I love what you're saying as far as like, like it's, not, it's not like something like a, a, a budget issue. You're sowing. This is a spirit-led, and you're sowing into the kingdom. Amen. Yeah. And with all things ministry, I think that first and foremost, or of great importance, is spirit sensitivity. And some would think, oh, those books. But because I see it through the lens of ministry, I really do truly try to, quote-unquote, follow uh, God's leading. I mean, sometimes I'm I'm in the bookstore, come across a book, mm-hmm. and uh, and I can I, I can hear God saying so and so needs that, or that would be good to serve the ministry of so and so, and and I and I uh, so long as I can, I I do pick up that book. It's not for me. It's already ha- it already has an address on it but uh, uh, again it's me trying to uh, follow uh, the leading of God for this for this ministry and, and there probably are some who wouldn't even call it a ministry but I'm going to call it a ministry a ministry to the ministry and uh, it is something that I enjoy greatly uh, and, and it also allows me the opportunity to to connect uh, with my with brothers and there's a few yes. sisters, uh, but it, it allows me to connect and uh, uh, have that sense in which it, it's not just me, it's us. So I, I think that's that's important. So it, it's it, it's books, but it's not just books. This is this is way bigger than books. Right. Absolutely. I I, I love that, and thanks for. Uh, you know, providing this for hearers because there really is, and I know it's kind of hard in your in your position to 
to see this, but there is so many people that's very interested in you. I mean, they're really like uh, interested on on how this comes about because it's a it's a movement. You know, the Apostolic Review has really just caught fire. It's it's a growing community. Yeah, man, you know, and people around the world, you know, are are watching, tuning in, commenting, and it's just, in my opinion, it's been just so beneficial. Uh, you know, to the kingdom of God. And um, that's just, that's, that's fantastic. I, I love, I, I love this. I mean, this is, this is creativity. This is getting out of the box. This is not just using the, the, the casual norms. And um, what a, what a, what a fruitful thing. I mean, really what a fruitful thing on so many, on so many levels. I mean, you look at it from adding the books, having the value of the books, but, but to be thought of and to be thought of in a very uh, precise way of concern, of prayer, and letting God lead and guide uh, Pastor Mancino, I just think that's fantastic. Yeah, and I, I do truly feel, um, I'm truly humbled by the, um, the want to know that's out there. And uh, it's honoring and very, very, very exciting. It, it truly is. I'm excited concerning all things apostolic. It's wonderful. Super. Well, let's we're gonna we're gonna shift gears just a little bit and ask you some some direct questions um, and and just get some feedback. We want to know what your thoughts are on uh, these subjects. A lot of people um, at this point, and I'm not I'm not over I'm not overstating this. It sounds like I'm overstating it, but I'm not. But a lot of people look to you for recommendations. You know, we see a lot of traffic with the Apostolic Review on on thoughts openly, but I know there's private messages going on. Right. And so let's, let's start with this question. What is the value of reading for a pastor theologian? Yeah. And, and, and to what you just said, uh, um, I, I, I am humbled slash honored, uh, that I, I do, uh, receive requests for, uh, recommendations, mm -hmm. uh, books yeah. and, and certain topics. And again, uh, you know, sometimes my, my time is, uh, is tight, uh, but uh, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's something I enjoy doing. Now, that sure. doesn't mean everybody should uh, private message me and <laughs> get sure. me to, but I do enjoy it. Reading is, uh, uh, reading is essential for us. It truly is. Yeah. Uh, it, it will um, enliven our minds. And, and bring uh, understanding to areas that uh, uh, we would not uh, have knowledge in otherwise. Uh, for, for us as pastors, uh, you know, books are our tools mm -hmm. and, and they, are, uh, they are so necessary um, in order to fulfill uh, so many tasks of the ministry. And, but again, I, I, would, I would put the books secondary and yeah. first and foremost for us has got to be this uh, spirit sensitivity, uh, because as helpful as the books are, uh, the way life is today, it's not as simple as it used to be. It's so uh, confusing and full of conflict and complicated that sure. we're not necessarily going to get our answers out of a book, uh, mm. but we will get them as we are sensitive uh, to God, to what yes. he is saying, what he is doing in our midst. Uh, so books are, are, are helps. And I think that uh, that's important for us to see them as such. They are helps. They're not the helper, but they are helps. And, and they will uh, cause us to, to be uh, better 
at our ministry, which yes. is what we should want. Uh, even those uh, in, in in a lot of other disciplines, uh, they rely on books to keep their discipline sharp and timely and so forth. And, and it's required of us as well. Uh, you know, um, people today almost uh, demand a uh, quote-unquote smart pastor. Uh, and books will help us. I'm not saying that's the uh, end all. Uh, mm-hmm. No, we need to be we need to be spirit uh, sure. sensitive pastors first and foremost. But even Paul said, you know. Bring the books. Yeah. So I think it's very important, very important that we as pastors are are men of the word and uh, and and can um, uh, distill that uh, yes. to 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 our to the flock. Excellent. So what it you know in in your opinion you know what what makes a good book? What makes a good book? Timing. Mm. timing it's not so much about oh, book and writing yes sir it's more about timing uh i buy a lot of books um you know uh the pictures of the books that i do post on twitter that's just a small <laughs> smattering uh, of the books that right. i get within a week or a month um so it's impossible for me to read every book and i don't right. Uh, yeah. What makes a great book, I think it's timing. It comes yes. into your life at that exact moment. And I can think of a book by William Lane Craig on the atonement. And that just uh, fit exactly where 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 I was at that moment. And uh, and it just became, you know, you, you pick it up, you start reading it, and you cannot stop. Yes. Uh, and, and that is, and that was in itself a, a bit of a technical book, but it was, ju- it was just that, it was an in-season book for me, and sure. therefore that made it a good book, a great book. So I think it's all about uh, timing and, and the season so of your life. I think that's first and foremost, not so much the writing per se, not the author, not the coolness yeah. of the cover or anything right. uh, superficial. I, I think it has a lot to do with uh, you, season and timing. So, I mean, I, I appreciate that answer. That's so good. I mean, that is really so good. And I'm glad that you say that because sometimes that's just not on the radar, you know, and I have found uh, really in dramatic fashion over the last few years, the timing of literature, mm. the timing of, of being in a certain chapter in a certain season of your life that just ministers in a way. And, you know, as apostolics, we believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. We believe that God can anoint men to speak Amen. and to speak in timing. But I, I, I have found Another, another uh, very valuable portion of all of this, if I can say it that way, of, like you said, I mean, you said it perfectly, it's the timing of a book. And it's like in, in, in God's design, in God's special way, through literacy, of putting something in front of your eyes that's there for you to read at that time. And I just, I, I think that's great. I appreciate that, that answer. So we're going we're gonna flip to flip it a little bit. So what makes a bad book? How do, how do you respond to 
you know, what, what makes a bad book? Well, I, I would say time and again uh, is going to play a factor in that, but uh, poor editing makes for a bad book. Uh, yes. I, I really do not like uh, books that are just a transcription of a, a recording or something. Mm. And, uh, sure. and, and I don't care for books that are uh, verbose. It's just words, 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 mm. words, 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 mm. words without a point. Yeah. Um, and, and, and if you do come across uh, one of those books, uh, um, you're not doing yourself any favor finishing it. You know, again, books are tools. So if I am, uh, if, if I'm, if I want to drive a nail into the wall, a screwdriver is not going to help me. Uh, I can try. Very and and I may get a little bit ahead, but it's not going to do the job for me. I need the hammer. Mm. So, I mean, if you're reading and all of a sudden you're discovering this is a bad book, right. do not continue. Do not pass go. Put it down. Put it down. Good. It's it's yeah. just a tool. And, and again, it also may be a, a matter of timing. It's just not the right time for you and that book at the moment. Uh, but again, you know, and... I know, you know, covers don't have anything to do with it really at the end of the day. Right. Um, but uh, <laughs> an ugly cover can uh, so dissuade you, you as you well. You really but... can't judge a book. <laughs> no, you can't. By its cover. <laughs> no, no, you can't. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, on, a, on a more personal, and these are, I, I, you know, I know, you know, for me and others, they, they look at the content you put out. They look at the recommendations you put out and, and, and so you, you want to know this, and this is a little bit of a personal question, but uh, I think everybody's interested. And what is your, what's your personal reading plan? All right. What does a day in the life of, of the book mentor uh, look like from sunup to sundown for All you? Right. Well, and we've talked a little bit about this before. Uh, I usually always have a book with me mm -hmm. uh, or beside me. Uh, even when uh, traveling in the car or whatever, there, there, there's books. So uh, me and books are always together, almost like Calvin and Hobbes. Um, so now as far as my reading, and usually that's the biggest question, how much do you yeah. read? Right. Well, uh, you know, it, it might surprise a lot of people, but, but I, I would actually uh, – classify myself as a nibbler uh I, I i just read what i need uh I, you know i'm involved in in ministry full-time uh sure. and therefore so i'm reading what i need to read uh that is in timing with where i am at that moment and, and it's something that's going to help me to help the people of god that i pastor so that's how i i try to uh put about my reading plan. I'm reading something that's going to help me help the people. And, and for me, that's the most important thing. What, uh, it, it, it's not important for me to read from cover to cover. I, I don't, uh, there's very few, and, and again, uh, some might be shocked by that, very few books that I actually read cover to cover. Uh, time's too short for one. Not all books are, are that well written uh, to demand of you uh, the time and the effort to read it from cover to cover. Uh, I, I'm, I'm about need. I'm about need. So, so my, my personal reading plan, it really does uh, revolve around my need. And, uh, and the need is about 
me serving the people of God. So uh, that that's the that that's my rule. So we we know this with a previous uh, episode and uh, previous uh, conversations as well. But you are a you're you're compulsive. You're very compulsive in reading. You will skim or skip parts of a book. Right. Uh, and you kind of already talked about that, but but maybe you want to say a few more things about that. Why why is that for you? Yeah, uh, not to repeat myself, but well, sometimes. I'll, I'll add to what I just said. Sometimes uh, I get distracted, and, and what I mean by that, mm -hmm. uh, I get impacted by what I'm reading, and will, because of that impact, put the book down, and start writing concerning whatever it was that just impacted sure. me or inspired me, or that has just helped me in a way that I can now in turn help the people of God. So I'll put the book down, and I will start. Uh, off on that again to William Lane Craig's book on the atonement I got to reading that and uh, uh, there were sections in which I was just greatly affected and, and had to put the book down just so I could begin to out of the overflow of that reading and um, and, and Bible of course uh, I, I was able to put together four or five uh, Bible lessons on the cross of Christ uh, and, uh, and and so that that's what I, I mean. My my reading it's all over the place sometimes uh, because I, I I'm using the books as yeah. tools. Sure. And uh, they serve me. Uh, they serve me. I don't serve them. Right. And, and I think there's a lot Good. of readers yeah. who are under that very trap right there. They're serving the books rather than the books serving them uh i, I just uh you know it, it, it works for me uh it, it works for me I, I i am sometimes i guess a little hesitant to talk about you know my, my own reading plan or how i read because it, it's so different but it works for me sure. i read what i need uh i do when i get a book i do uh you know i skim it like everybody else does and i try to get a feel for it uh, mm -hmm. So that I know the basic overall theme of that book. And when that season comes or uh, a certain study comes along that uh, I, I want to put together, uh, already in my in my head, those, those books are uh, are being rattled off. So uh, I don't necessarily read them word for word, but I know what's in them and, yeah. and I'm able to get out of it what I need to. And, and then once uh, they're done, uh, for that season, whether or not I've read it straight through, it's a tool. It's a tool. Uh, then they go back in the shelf and perhaps come back out when timing strikes again. So that's that's wonderful. Um, I, I think people will there will be those encouraged uh, by that technique. Um, you know, t your time is valuable. Yes, it is. Um, I, I just find too many people. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I just do find that too many readers are bound by this whole concept that you got to read a book mm -hmm. from cover to cover. Now, mm -hmm. yeah, probably a novel, yes. Uh, but for the books in which I, I read and collect, you know, most of them are essays or commentaries. Or, or articles type things so you, you can be selective as to the reading but uh, you know again th they serve me uh, I'm not going to become or become bond in bondage a slave yeah yeah right that's great so you know working with the apostolic review 
you uh, clearly read, support, and appreciate apostolic authors, yet you also read widely among non-apostolic theologians. Why, why is that? I just want to learn. Uh, I just want to learn. Um, yeah, I do. Uh, uh, I, 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 if I have, if I'm given a choice on this on the same theme uh, between the apostolic non-apostolic, I'm always going to grab the apostolic book first. Always, mm -hmm. uh, I'm thankful for all of our apostolic writing, uh, but uh, I, I do enjoy the non-apostolic books. Uh, theologians and uh, the commentaries um, and so forth um, just simply uh, for a, a matter of learning uh, I do find most not all obviously uh, theologians non-apostolic that they're, they're honest they're sure. honest Very sincere. Uh, and uh, and I appreciate that and they are they're biblically versed, which I appreciate as well. I, I don't, I don't want to read a book just to be reading a book. I want a book that is full of Bible, full of yeah. uh, scripture references, a, a book that's going to uh, make me think. And, and not only that, but uh, search out the scriptures to see whether these things be uh, true. So uh, they don't... Uh, doesn't scare me to read them and i know some people complain oh you should just read the apostolic books but uh you know even even paul and some of the others did read non-apostolic authors yes. and um so i i think that yes some care uh needs to be there uh but but we can we can learn so much uh from them and uh, for me, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times I'm able to derive from them a, a, a greater clarity concerning what we do believe. So yeah. I, I'm appreciative for all of that. And it gives me uh, uh, an ability also to be more articulate in yes. the uh, development and uh, discussion of apostolic doctrine. Excellent. So, you know, what I, what I hear from you, and it's, 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 it's so helpful, but in everything that we've talked about has just been a common theme of balance, mm. of just trying to appropriate things in the right, right way. And, you know, in a time of such extremism, balance is so key, you know, especially among um, what we would call uh, pastor theologians, preachers that are doing their best you know, serve the local community, serve their congregation, and so on. So uh, this, this is a question about balance. Um, can you, do you believe one can be imbalanced, imbalanced in reading too many non-apostolic thinkers? Yes, yes, and, and we've seen some of the uh, downfall of that, especially with church growth-type books. Uh, it, yeah, it, I agree. It's always baffled me that... Uh, we as apostolics would um, uh, we would take tips mm -hmm. on how to do church right. from those sure. who aren't the church. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there can be a, a, an imbalance. Uh, but now me uh, again when I when I first came in, all I read primarily was was my was the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, 
and then from there, uh, you know, other than, you know, maybe a Matthew Henry or a, a Naves topical Bible or, or a dictionary, um, we went into apostolic books. Uh, so uh, that gave me a, a very steady foundation, one that I, uh, I, by the grace of God, do not ever want to move from. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I believe apostolic doctrine. I know apostolic yes. doctrine. I preach and teach apostolic doctrine and live apostolic, all of that. Uh, so when I do read these other things, it, it's got to go through that apostolic filter. And, uh, and only that which is compatible is going to, uh, to get through. The rest of it is just going to get uh, caught at that apostolic netting and, and not even going to make it to me. I realize not, not everybody can, can do that. So I do encourage, absolutely, first and foremost, read your Bible, know your Bible, live yes. the Bible. And then, and, and then from there, some apostolic writing that's going to settle you that which the Bible teaches. And then you can venture on from there into uh, some non-apostolic books. Uh, again, I said, as, as I said, uh, sure, we should uh, exercise some caution and care. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's you as well. I mean, and you, and you know you and, and mm -hmm. what you can handle. And, uh, and you know, you don't want to feed your doubts and, and so forth. So, uh, so you got to go by that. I yeah. mean, I, I, you know, I, I buy books with the word Trinity on the cover, uh, you know, or books that the whole theme of it is uh, Trinitarianism. Uh, yeah. and, and it's, and, and it, and I have done for years and, uh, it has not, uh, uh, hasn't changed. I still believe fully, uh, right. in the oneness of God and, uh, that one God revealed fully and finally in Jesus Christ. Um, and yet I, at the same time, again, uh, because of, uh, my apostolic mindset, uh, e even those books can help me to to learn something yes. that will strengthen yeah. uh, my or the biblical doctrine of the oneness of God. So, yeah, I, yeah you can be imbalanced, uh, but uh, that would probably be more on you than the books per se. Sure, sure. So now, now we're gonna we're gonna take these scales and we're gonna try to move it the other direction, and we're gonna ask. You know, in your opinion, can one be imbalanced in reading only apostolic thinkers and apostolic writers? Yes, um, yes, but but again, as to what I just said, I, I think it mm -hmm. will, it will be good uh, to uh, to give you that foundation upon sure. uh, which you can read from. Uh, you know, I, I'm also hesitant because not uh, not all books are equal, right? And of course, not all apostolic books are equal. Uh, True. Yes. There are some very good apostolic books, and uh, I'm sorry, there are some not very good apostolic right. books. So it would have a lot to do with what apostolic books. Uh, you are writing, and yes. uh, because uh, some writers are not very good and can therefore actually do you more harm uh, 
uh, than good. And uh, so I, I think a balance, as you mentioned, uh, truly is necessary. And, and truth will stand. Truth yes. will stand. Uh, yes. You know, so there's there, 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 there ought not to be this fear that of, uh, uh, quote unquote, losing truth. Uh, right. Truth right. is going to stand. Truth yeah. is going to stand. It'll still be there uh, at the end of the book. It's still going right. to be there. And uh, so, I, I, you know, uh, again, I, I, I started with just reading the Bible. And then I, I read some apostolic books, primarily Brother uh, David K. Bernard. Uh, yes. And, uh, and, then, and then, you know, that whets your appetite uh, for even more. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and because we do have a, a void within apostolic writing, uh, you know, you, you turn to the others. Uh, and again, there, there's good and, and bad, but you can, nonetheless, you, you will find something that is going to be helpful. So. Excellent. I appreciate you saying that, Pastor. You know, balance is, is really such a key. Um, and I'm thankful my pastor uh, early, early in ministry, uh, recommended me mix in uh, different authors and try to keep the right, right balance. And I have found that to be so beneficiary. I, I look at some folks that take the stance of only reading the apostolic right. um, authors, and I think about what I would have missed in so many other books that I've read outside the apostolic movement. And, and of course, you're always going to get into those situations where something's in there that you know you disagree with. And that might be, you know, five or 10% might just be one little, little chapter. I have so many like that, 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 you know, it has a chapter in there that I just, I do not agree with, but man, some of the other is such good, inspiring, sure. helpful insights. Sure. And to just kind of throw that all away because of a, of a section that I might not, um, view as 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 right right um, and, and that's something that the, that's something that the early church did not do they didn't they didn't throw it all, all away yeah uh, the, they they read many books that uh, fall outside of the uh, of the of the canon uh, you know books that were very popular uh, amongst them so yes sir so um, what what is what is the status of apostolic scholarship and literary productivity, how does it how does it compare to the past? Uh, big difference, uh, big difference. Uh, you know, I uh, there was a time uh, I don't even know how to say this, uh, so that it doesn't come across as so uh, abrasive and offensive. Sure. Uh, but but there there was a point in which uh, I kind of found apostolic books to be embarrassing. Uh, the overall production of them and the content even, I found them to be, oh my goodness, <laughs> we killed a tree for this. Uh, but, uh, but now, wow, amazing. Uh, and, and that, that thank, thanks to um, many individuals. Uh, uh, now for me, primarily Brother, Brother Bernard, but, uh, but so many, J.L. Hall, right. Daniel Seagraves, Marvin Treese, David Norris, yes. uh, Talmadge French. So many, and, and there are many others who have really upped it up a notch concerning writing. I, I mean, their books, their books can, can, can be on, on any shelf. Yes. Uh, and, and they really have, uh, 
paved the way into what is a very, very bright future for for apostolic uh, scholarship and uh, apostolic books. I, I really, truly am uh, excited. I, I think, wow, there's just some uh, really, really good authors that are up and coming. Yes. And, uh, and already they are producing very good books that are uh, beneficial uh, just to the ordinary reader and even to the pastor teacher yes. books that could very well uh, they themselves use in a uh, small group setting or a Bible study setting. It, it's just it, it, it massive, massive change and, uh, and a tip of the hat absolutely to uh, uh, PPH um, yes. uh, of the UPCI. Uh, the, every everything from from the cover, the editing, everything, just uh, top notch. Uh, it's uh, uh, I love it. I I absolutely love it. it. It really is. As far as apostolic books go, yes. it's a good time to be alive. It's a good time to be apostolic. Oh mercy! What a, what a great time, and I I agree, and I know many others share that that view of of so many wonderful things happening. So many so much great content. Um, that's out there, books being printed, uh, podcasts, blogs. Oh, I mean, mercy. just it's yeah. it's at our fingertips. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm it's really... Yes. Apostolic. Yeah. Yes, sir. So I'm, I'm really interested to hear your, your take on this. And because um, I know there's going to be more more projects, more more books written over the, over the next uh, several years. Uh, what topics would you love to see apostolic authors take on in the next two to three years? Well, one thing I think that is very important and it regards our history. Yes. Um, and, but I, I would wish that more of our well-known ministers and ministers that we are, that are highly respected among us, uh, I, I wish that before their upward call arrives, mm. uh, that they would put uh, pen to paper, uh, to use an old phrase, uh, and uh, share yeah. uh, with the rest of us their quote-unquote secrets. Uh, I, I think that would be so beneficial on so many levels for, for all of us. Uh, and, and to that degree also, I, I think it would be great if we could have a set of short biographies of, again, some respected uh, men, women of God, uh, some still with us, uh, most uh, have gone on to their reward. But but you know it it would be it would be great to have these and there are some now uh, I think it was uh, brother French on uh, J T Haywood and uh, brother yes. Seagraves on Andrew Urshan so right but those are those are book length and uh, and, and and both uh, somewhat of a technical nature but if we could have some kind of popular level yeah. uh, books small books. Uh, I like that it. would preserve their their history and their ministry. Uh, you know, right, right now we're seeing a, a revival of uh, uh, the writings of uh, Brother J.T. Pugh. And, and to, to have with that a, a small biography of, of such an amazing man of God, uh, I think that, that just, it, it would go a long way. Small biographies, 100, yes. 125 pages. Yes. Uh, that would go a long way. I would like to see... Uh, and we do have one, it's not complete, but a commentary, a commentary set uh, that uh, strikes a healthy balance uh, between technical and popular. 
um, that, I think that would be very, very uh, helpful. And a either a systematic or biblical theology. Uh, Brother Nate Wilson has uh, done that, and he's soon to come out with a apostolic doctrine book. So we, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. But 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 I would say in those areas of history, uh, commentary, and uh, a systematic or biblical. Uh, theology and, and towards that, I would say Brother Bernard has come the closest with mm. his uh, four volumes, and yet we still are, are lacking to a degree. Uh, but again, like I said, uh, when you look to see the uh, the young authors and, and how well their writing is, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. What I what I've mentioned, wonderful, and so. You know, the apostolic community um, is very blessed by um, the resources you provide, the recommendations, uh, your your tweets are, 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 are a blessing. And also the, the apostolic review, you're a part of the, the team. Um, and um, so why, why are you involved? Why are you involved with apostolic review? <sighs> you know, I, 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 I thank God that I am. Uh, I I thank God for Apostolic Review. I I there there's there's this I don't I don't know why I mean, God's God, uh, but but there's this sense in me that I can't believe how how Apostolic Review has grown. Yes, and uh, the influence that, that the Lord has granted us. I I find that unbelievable it's just amazing to me and i am uh thankful to god uh i i do i love the apostolic review i, I even love the fact that uh though we are apostolic uh staunchly apostolic yes. we nonetheless come from uh different branches yes uh but uh but we uh goodness we fit yes we do um, that's kind of a corny way to say it, but uh, we fit, and, and we have. And I, I mean, it has to be. It has to be God. Yes. Um, bringing four guys who, the crazy thing is, none of us have met each other in person. Right. And and yet, uh, I, I can attest to a a very real fellowship yes that the apostolic review has come yes. and uh I, I love it and uh it, it it for me it's family uh we are we're about books primarily um but as i've said a few times already it, it's more than books and uh and now uh we, it, it's it's being here for one another sure and uh, being here for one another together, yes. And I think that's what makes this whole, uh, you yeah, know, we're not community. apostolic review. Nobody has to worry. We're not trying to become some new denomination or something <laughs> right. crazy like that. Not a takeover. All it is, it's just yeah. a promotion of everything apostolic. Yes. Every, you know, I know primarily we're focused on books and, yes. and apostolic writing, but all things apostolic, apostolic doctrine, apostolic living. Praise God. And uh, it, it's it's a wonderful group. I, I do. I encourage everyone to uh, to follow yeah. and uh, and to become a part 
uh, you know, participate yes. in, in the movement called Apostolic Review. Yes, sir. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. You know, I've got one more question, and it's, it's just sure. kind of a, a little, little funny question. If you're in the community and you're in the know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But, you know, for me, um, I appreciate all that you've, you know, blessed our household with. But I'm just going to come out and say it. Does, uh, does your wife steal your books? No, my wife does not oh, steal my books. So we can't, I can't relate she, to that. No, but she does threaten me. <laughs> she does threaten to take my life on many occasions. <laughs> I did, I did notice yeah. how, how it's built, it's a built-in blessing. I'm, I'm seeing it at your house. It's a built-in blessing of uh, import versus export. It seems like there is a Y factor in there that, that is appreciative of, of the flow. So it blesses yeah. on so many different dimensions. Yeah, it keeps her happy. It, it keeps her happy. Uh, she still sometimes wants to um, uh, kill me, but um, no. It, it, That's the, great. The, so long as there's a outflow to balance the inflow. Yes. Though it, it definitely is not even, but uh, it, it keeps her happy. Yeah. She 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 doesn't. <laughs> She doesn't support it, but yeah. um, she bears with it. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, you know, um, you know. Meanwhile, back at my house, I'm uh, I'm considering opening up a new peel box, you know, at an undisclosed place, and uh, <laughs> try to keep some of the books. Sister Sister C's got these uh, sticky fingers when it comes to the good books that that come my way. But that's that's all in good fun. I I I, I'm, I agree with you. I love our community. Such a great thing happening, and uh, we we want you all to be a part. Uh, follow our our um, social platforms. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and and many others that you can find in the description when you're listening to this episode. So thank you, thank you, Pastor Mancino. You're truly making a difference and helping the Apostolic Review make a difference. And we we thank you for joining us today. Well, I want to thank you as well, and I want to thank everyone, everyone who. Uh, has um, logged on to my Twitter or um, something to do with the Apostolic yeah. Review. Thank you, everyone, for your, your kindness. Yeah, much appreciated. And if I can help, uh, I do want to help. Um, and also, just to give you a heads up, I did send a package your way today. So. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I've... I appreciate that, brother. I'm 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 glad to be one of the chosen ones, and uh, I mean that. So, uh, thanks for joining us. Thank thank you everybody for being a part of this today. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us today. For more information about the Apostolic Review, please visit apostolicreview.com.